Good morning, good morning. It's Brenda Shoshana back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for your everyday life, Zen and relationships. And the secret Zen, the secret practice of love. You might say, how can love be practiced? What do you mean practice? That word denotes discipline, structure, effort, preconceived notions, and maybe even others to practice with. Come on, isn't love just a beautiful, spontaneous eruption of our heart? Isn't it, doesn't it just come when it comes? Isn't it just a gift? How can we practice this? Doesn't that, aren't those two ideas really in opposition? And yes, both are true. Love is a beautiful eruption of what's in our heart. It's always there waiting to erupt, to dance, to bless this world and each one of us. And it is spontaneous, and it creates, and it welcomes spontaneity in our lives, of course, of course, of course. So what does practice have to do with it? Well, you know, if you plant seeds in a garden, and then in order to have the tree grow, the flowers grow, the fruits or vegetables grow, you have to water the seeds. Some seeds require sunshine. Some require a shadier spot. Different seeds have different needs. <laughs> That's a silly little phrase that just popped up. <laughs> That's so silly, but it's true. Different seeds. They have to be tended to. And then when the plant or whatever it is that's growing starts to grow, we must weed the garden. We have to. Or the weeds will strangle the growth. So a a flower, a plant, a tree includes the weeding, the sun, the rain. If, If it requires moisture and we don't get enough moisture, that seed won't grow. And only some seeds grow. You know, we throw a whole bunch into the soil. And also the soil, the soil must be ready, prepared, must welcome the seeds. Some soils are very rocky. They won't really nourish a certain seed. Others are are naturally ready. Others need to be prepared, maybe a little fertilizer, maybe turn them over, get them ready. So that's what I mean by practice, preparing the soil, weeding the garden, making sure the the seed gets enough sun, enough shade, whatever its need is. So all of those are included in the growth of the plant and they're included in the growth of love in our life. We, we all have had the experience of, of love erupting, coming, something beautiful beginning to happen, and boom, gets sabotaged one way or another. Sabotaged, boom. The weeds start coming and strangling the growth. Yes, yes, even in human relationships. We don't look at it as such or recognize it as such. We don't say, oh, that's a weed, and I just have to pull the weed out. And it's going to strangle the plant. Sometimes we see a little weed and we let it get bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, sometimes the soil that we put our seed into is totally wrong for that seed or totally unprepared. So 
we, if we just had spent some time preparing the soil, the seed would have had a home. And that's true, too, about a new relationship. Soil has to be prepared for it to provide a home for the relationship to grow in. It's very, very, very disconcerting at times and painful to see uh, something begin to plant, to begin to grow, begin to bloom, and then boom. Then it doesn't anymore. Then it stopped. Or So, you know, it's interesting. I happen to love and adore my plants in my home. I love them. They're truly my friends. I don't, I don't, I don't even mean that metaphorically. And and very, very rare for one of them to just die. You know, sometimes the plant, it looks a little, the, the leaves fall off, it looks a little bare, but I just leave it there. I know it's going to grow again. I know it's going through a phase. I wait, I'm patient. <clears throat> and almost always it comes back again in one way or another. I have one plant here, and it looks like it's completely finished, and nothing is completely finished. And that's true of love. It's true of relationships. We have to know how to wait through those times when it looks very bare and and as if time to throw it out. But no, 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 no. Just wait through that time. So I, what I'm talking about, along with the process of plants growing, is the process of love growing in our lives. And it is a practice. It is a practice. And the practice to begin with is knowing about the soil, about the weeds, about the seeds, and even being able to recognize when a sprout is finally, or coming up, is beginning, the sprout of love in your life is beginning to appear. Now, and now, and I've said this many times, I guess I'll keep saying it because it's a very important part of this program. One of the very crucial and important parts of this is recognizing the difference between what I call love and counterfeit love much that we take, very often we, we think we're in love, but we're caught in the weeds. It's a nicer way to put it. We're caught in weeds. We're caught in illusions. We're caught in shadows. So in order to practice love, we need to really know when we're caught in the weeds and when we're watering a seed of love. They're very different. One appears to be, it's a camouflage, you know, a counterfeit. It looks like the real thing, but it isn't. And when you abide in counterfeit love, when you dwell in the weeds, you're going to think, oh, I'm, I'm in pain. This will never grow. Love is painful. It doesn't happen. I don't believe in it anymore. Or as some people say these days, we're living just the world is evil or dark or there's no hope. That, that's very easy to get into that frame of mind, but it's only a frame of mind. It's not the truth. It's definitely not the truth. Not at all. You've just gotten caught in some temporary weeds. Because without the energy, the light, and the warmth of love, nothing would live, couldn't live, and couldn't grow. Just to take the next breath is an act of love. We are being given our breath by the great giver of life. <clears throat> Wow, how beautiful. Do we recognize it? Do we stop to really experience it and honor it and pay attention to all the many, many gifts we receive every single moment and every day? No, we just dwell on the weeds most of the time. So let's talk about 
the laws of love, what we practice, how we practice expanding our horizon and making room for love to grow. And what I just mentioned is one wonderful, wonderful way. It's aware, to become aware. You know, when we get strangled in the pain of love or the weeds or hopelessness, we're not seeing the big picture. Our vision, our focus is constricting. It's narrowing. It's like we're being pulled into a hole, very limited, a very tight spot. And to get out of that tight spot, we must restore our awareness of the whole, of all, of everything that's happening. Not just that obsessive, fixed, focusing on some pain we're in or some wrong we think has been done to us. So the mind always wants to go back again and again to a painful moment and relive it and rehash it and try to figure it out or how am I going to make this right How am I going to get myself feeling better, get revenge maybe? Whatever it is, the mind chews on one thing over and over. But there's another part of ourselves that will, that's a weed, that's a huge weed that's grown up. There's another part of ourselves that's much larger than that. Doesn't get caught in that. That's just (coughs) one part. So we have to reclaim our focus, we have to reclaim all of ourselves and say, wait a minute, okay, this is happening here, but let me ask myself, this is part of the practice of love now, let me ask myself another question, let me take charge of my focus. What what gifts did I receive today? Let's just, let's start like that. We want to look at the whole picture. What did I receive today? And people will say, nothing. Because we think we didn't receive anything. We think we're giving everything. Now, this is part of a practice called Nikon, which I will come back to again and again. Originated in Japan, an incredibly beautiful, beautiful practice. And in this practice, to start with anyway, we take maybe a half an hour. You could do it at any time in the day, the end, the beginning, whenever you have half an hour. And you ask yourself three questions, very, very simple but profound questions. Number one, what did I receive today? And you write the answer down. Because we don't want to just to fly through our mind and forget about it. We want to dwell on it. What did I receive? We want to really meditate on that. What did I receive today? And most of what we receive, we don't pay attention to. It's meaningless. Take it for granted. I had breakfast, so what? I, I washed my teeth, so what? I woke up. So what? But it's not so what. We write it down. I, I, I received a smile from the doorman. Thank you. And for each comes a thank you. And we won't remember in the first time we write in all the things we've received that day, but it will keep coming to us. We begin to see the world as abundantly giving, giving, giving to us. That's a very, very important step in the practice of love because very often most of us feel we're not getting our needs met. We're hungry, we're lonely, we're thirsty. We we didn't get enough. We got it, but we didn't receive it. We weren't aware of it. We didn't digest it. We didn't say thank you for it. 
which is acknowledge it. And then the second step of this beautiful practice is, what did I give today? Wow, that's very shocking because we think we're giving every moment. But if you write down, what did I give today? Carefully, no judgment, no blame, no criticism, just observing this incredible dance of giving and receiving, which is one of the most basic and powerful and important parts of love, giving and receiving. So we have to get that straight first. So what did I give today? You know, as you keep doing this every day, you're going to see usually that you receive so much more than what you've given. And you're going to really want, you know, look for things to give. You're going to want to give. You're going to want to give back. You're going to want to. A, a natural, innate generosity appears. Oh, my God, I didn't give anything today. Oh, it's going to just be natural, not with guilt or shame, but natural. You're going to want to also just out of gratitude. And the third question is a very intense question as well. It's no blame here, but we ask ourselves, what trouble or pain did I cause today? That's a very important one as well. We don't ask that to feel guilty, but to become aware because you want to give your awareness. You want to give, you don't want to cause, many times we're causing trouble and pain and we're not even aware of it at all. So just to be aware of it is so beautiful. It's a gift. We don't have to beat ourselves up. Then we can just correct it naturally, correct the situation or since we're aware of it, we won't do it again. We're not going to send the waitress back three times for dessert. Different little simple things. That's so simple because this is the heartbeat of our lives and the heartbeat of love and relationships. Then we move along and we apply that process when we want to, when we're ready with our relationships. What did I receive from this person? You could do one year at a time in the relationship. What did I give to this person? What trouble or pain did I cause this person? And that, again, is not to blame. You know, guilt is also counterfeit. We sit around beating ourselves up. It does nobody any good, and it just crushes our own spirit. Much better to, to, make a, to repair the situation, to correct it an apology, perhaps, or just to do something to correct it, to complete it. Very, 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 very beautiful points here, important points here. Now, these three points are really practice, awareness, preparing our heart and soul. When I say get ready for love, this is a great way to work on the soil of your life and on the garden, on the weeds. Oh, you don't meet my needs. Oh, really? Really? Is that person there in this world to meet your needs? Or are you together to share your life together in a beautiful, free way? Many, many, many wonderful questions come up in this practice. And I'm thrilled. I mean, really thrilled to be sharing it with all of you now. It feels good to take our beautiful Zen principles and spiritual principles of all faiths, actually, and planted in the garden of love. So um, that's a, these fancy phrases just pop out of my mouth. <laughs> anyway, listen, thank you so much for listening and thank you for the beautiful emails I've been receiving from you about this. Uh, eventually, we'll do a nice practice session together on Zoom or maybe in person, who knows.
But for now, let's get these principles out. I'm actually starting a YouTube channel where I will also provide them on YouTube so you'll have it there and you can listen to it again and again and practice it. That's what I mean by practice. It means making it into your flesh and bones, making it real, taking it from the realm of an idea into the realm of reality, of your of the, of the fact of your life, of the heartbeat of your life. Applying it, manifesting it. That's beautiful when that happens. That's amazing. So thank you again for listening. And um, we have the same URL, zenwisdomtoday.com. And, and my email, if you wish to write to me, is topspeaker at yahoo.com. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. Bye.